0: Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman Circle and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because like a good neighbor Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. So
1: Christy, what does it take to be a good law enforcement officer?
2: A little sense of humor is absolutely (laughs) guaranteed. You have to have a little bit of a sense of humor to be a good law enforcement officer. So let
1: me get this straight. So it's not just being able to say those aren't my pants, which apparently is now your catchphrase, right? (laughs)
2: Apparently so. (laughs) Who would have ever thought?
1: Who would have known? You gotta watch what you say on the show, Christy. We will take you and you will move yes. it around a little, you know.
2: That's okay. If, if, I'll, I'll take that. That that's good.
1: And you know what I think not I think that and this ties right into with the segue where we wanted to go. I personally think great sense of humor. Uh it's hard. I, I heard somebody say one time that laughter is the release of fear. And there's Absolutely. a lot of times when officers and 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 your staff are in that position, right? Sure, sure. So where I'm going with that is, is that there's a new number out and I don't know that everybody knows about this, but it's the 988 and it's suicide and crisis for mental health, right? Do you know much about that?
2: I, I know enough about it to know that they'll answer you instantaneously and do everything they can to offer you as many resources as possible. And I think it's excellent because as we're going into January and February, those typically tend to be the highest suicidal months that we see. And it's not just age typical to youth or adults or elderly, elderly people. It's it's kind of across the board. And I think it has to do with so many different things coming from the holidays and financial situations. Um, you just never know what anybody is going through until you are able to encounter them. A lot of times our officers do encounter them um, in a 911 call situation and they're asking for help. And that's a great hotline and resource for people to utilize before they have to call 911 because they offer great assistance and there's several different things that you can go through with them and they answer immediately.
1: Well, and before we hit the record button, we were joking and, and in every way, this is Mayberry. It's a, it's a divine place. And, and we were talking about I'd mentioned that there was a, uh, a couple that they they would call the ambulance about 530 every Friday afternoon to help the med med back people help them get in the car to go to dinner on Friday night. Not exactly what 911 is designed for. Is that correct?
2: You're right. That is not what 911 is designed for. And I'm going on a nine months here. So it's been an incredible transition. But there's some things that really I've noticed that kind of concerns me. And one of those things are people are utilizing the 011 non-emergency line to call in emergencies. Now, now, now
1: hang on. Th- this is nine two two zero zero one one.
2: Yes. That's okay, our non- Emergency line, and we're seeing that people are utilizing that number to call in their emergency. And there's several things that are is bad about that situation. That number is utilized um, all the time, and you can call for any information. Um, We'll we'll help transfer you to where you need to be, whether it's POA, member services, animal control, those kind of things. But we're also finding that a lot of people are calling 911. Or I'm sorry, calling the 0011 number instead of 911, dealing with the medical emergencies or dealing with um, uh, domestic situations. And they're calling that number. And what people need to realize is that is a non-emergency line. It takes a few minutes to get routed to dispatch. And then when dispatch receives that call, they're not able to put it in the 911 system. And the reason why we want you to utilize that nine one one system yeah. is because of there's a plethora of reasons, but my biggest reason is is because it's a delay. It's going to keep a big delay going because when you call nine one one, that information system captures a lot of information that you're not able to tell us maybe immediately. Uh, your location, where you're at, the line you're coming from, and it's taking a lot of critical time to be able to get emergency services to you, whether it's a fire, EMS or police, So I'm trying to get word of mouth out to educate people to we really need to utilize that 911 number. For specifically, um, we had an incident where a lady was having a medical crisis and she was calling 0011. That line was busy. So she kept calling and calling that 0011 number. And it took quite a bit of time for us to even realize that. But also it's not a recorded line as it is for 911. It doesn't give us our times, or dispatch. And that's what we really need to keep in our database and system. That's why when Miss Betty calls because she has a medical emergency, when she dials 911, it's going to pop up all the other times. That's why if she's unable to communicate with us, we at least kind of get enough information to know what we may be going for.
1: So you have you would have a historical backlog if you dialed on 911, whereas if you're dialing on the 0011, which and, and look, we, we, we joke about Mayberry. Hey, Sarah, put me through to, yeah, yeah. Well, we live in a bigger world these days and things get busy and the lines get busy and you, we can't yeah. track it or can't give you the best service. Let, let's go down the flow chart here real quick. Okay. okay. Um, Diane and I were down in uh, on the south side of Lake Cortez, walking the Hornando de Soto trail. Beautiful place. It's uh, 745 at night. It's June. It's getting dark. Our puppy has run away, and we I, I realize we're between busy roads. I'm not going to call 911, but I'm going to call 0011 and say, if anybody reports anything on the road, that's my dog. Let me know he got away. Blah blah blah. It, tell me the right instance, and 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 I'm not trying to split hairs, but for 911, obviously not helping me get in the car or to go to dinner is a 911 thing, but. Is it life or limb? Is it just, tell us, tell me, be a little more granular there.
2: It's very hard to describe because what your definition of emergency is going to be different than mine, okay? So I try to recommend if it's dealing with human life, anything dealing with human life that can create an element of death or a major injury, always call 911. And that's what if you smell smoke, if you smell smoke in the area and you don't know where it's from call 911. Um, We had a house fire, a major house fire um, right before I got here. And it was on Lake Balboa. And that call came in on the 0011 line. So that is wasting precious time on getting first responders out to you immediately. So like I said, it's very difficult to create a list, a a flow chart, like you would say, Of okay, is this it? We call 911 for here, non-emergency line. It's kind of difficult to do that. So I always like to say, if it's involving human life, call 911 in any circumstances. Now if it is not an emergency, but you might think it's an emergency because you just, um, and I hate to use this example, but you're in a panic because you need to know how to cook a turkey. It's happened before. Are it's you happen-
1: serious? The turkey. It's happened
2: before. Not here, not here, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen that, you know, um, the dispatchers are well-trained to say, um, yes, ma'am. I understand that this is the nine one one. This is not an emergency situation. We need you to hang up and call the non-emergency number. Now, that being said, um, you know there's also individuals who do abuse our 911 system and that also has consequences it's against the law to abuse our 911 system thankfully we've not had to deal with that here we don't want to we yeah. absolutely don't yeah. but we need to get the word out that if it's involving a medical situation involving you or your family member or even if it could potentially turn into a emergency situation let me give you an example yeah. you're walking you're driving by and you see your neighbor who normally is walking in that area, and you see the dog running that he normally has. Hmm. But you don't see him. Oh. So does it involve you? No, but could it involve a medical situation or a life or death situation? Sure. Now, maybe the neighbor dog got out with his leash on and he was getting ready. And officers, when they get there, they're kind and courteous to understand those kind of situations. But we don't want to waste precious time. Number one, we always want to be good neighbors. Number two, we don't want to be like, oh, you know, that's not emergencies Dog's out. Call. I'm just going to just call the a non-emergency number. Okay. In, in this case is what I would recommend is calling 911 and saying, hi, my neighbor, Jim, He's normally walking his dog. I see the dog on the leash in the road, but I don't see him. And just let the officer come and check it out. You know, I mean, it's we're not going to consider that an abuse of 911 if we get there and we see Jim going, I didn't even know my dog was gone. You know, but at least we know Jim is okay and that he's not in a medical situation where maybe he's lost consciousness or he's in a ditch somewhere. We don't we don't even want to go to that route. Yeah. We wanna be there as soon as possible.
1: Well, and it's one of those instances in my mind where if, you know, if, if Jim has had a history of cardiac trouble sure. and you know, and you see the ambulance there once every six months, five months, you probably ought to call and check. Right. If, if Jim's healthy in 25, you might not call as quickly. Right. Sure.
2: Sure. Well, you and know, I was, it's always best to be safe than sorry.
1: It is. It's and safe. listen, I, just be in up in the vein of a public service. I want to share this. Okay. 1-800-BUTTERBALL. I'm just telling you, 1-800-BUTTERBALL. I know because I work at the radio station every Thanksgiving and Christmas, we all get turkeys, and, and there's the Butterball hotline to ask how to prepare you. <laughs> see, 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 and you're wondering how to cut the turkey? They will tell you how to cut the turkey.
2: That's amazing information. We'll make sure we PSA out on that when it gets closer to Thanksgiving time. And, and they said inside out
1: was only fluff. You knew better. You knew better. i tell you what, though. Speaking of more serious issues— Because I love this organization. Tell me about the Citizens Academy. What's going on?
2: Yes. So we are so excited to kick off our Citizens Police Academy. We're going to begin the application process in the next few weeks. So look for that on our Facebook page for the link uh, to get an application. And um, our our Citizens Police Academy will be every Thursday in April, May, and June. So, and not quite 12 weeks, we're going to look at about seven weeks is what we think we can do it in, but we wanted to do it where we have a little bit more daylight time. That's why we have a lot of practicals planned. We're going to have a lot of fun, but you're also going to learn a lot about your police department, what we can do for you and how we serve you.
1: Wonderful. And where's that going to be held?
2: It's going to be at our police training center, which is Coronado Center, room five
1: room five in coronado and i want to go back to pick up just some other thing we, we had done it at the old service station years ago but we're moving it to the coronado understandable for all the reasons and a fantastic organization can't say enough great things about them but i, I think for the laity for the five mile high view and you and i've touched on this before but not everybody watches every episode with dennis and christy i don't know if you know that can you believe that I, no i can't not really i can't because darn entertaining i think but that said the, the Citizens Academy is trying to, and this is my words, we're trying to give you a, a bird's eye view or a peephole view of what the actual police officer goes through. You know, yeah. you get pulled over and there's flashing lights and you're like, I shouldn't have been going 45 in the 35, but the police officer comes up and goes, okay, I've got my hand on my pistol because I don't know what's going to happen, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Traffic stops are the number one cause of law enforcement deaths.
1: Really? Yeah. Yes. Not high speed chases none of that.
2: It all starts with the traffic stop.
1: Really. Mm-hmm. Really. And yeah. and and we joke about it and I don't want to downplay this in any way. I think you've said this before. We have every crime that's in a major city, we just don't have as many of them.
2: Yes, right. I'm very thankful for that. And we want to keep it that way because we have such an amazing group of residents here that are very supportive. Uh, the The outpour of law enforcement support here is just absolutely incredible. Our Citizens Police Academy Alumni Association, they are instrumental in doing things for us to help us do our jobs better. And so we can serve you better as a community. So we're so appreciative of all of that as well.
1: Well, and and you, you brought up a great point here a minute ago, there's a it- is it the HSV Police or how, how do I get to the Facebook page?
2: So it's Hot Springs Village Police Department. That's our Facebook page. And all you do is just put in there in the search Hot Springs Village Police Department and it will come up. Now, HSVCPAAAA has also a page, and that's the um, Citizens Police Academy Alumni Association. But to be a part of the association, you've got to go through the academy. So we're looking for uh, another group, a brand new group of residents that are willing to step up and uh, come through the class with us, uh, learn a lot of great information about your police department, how we serve you each and every day, and uh, just a little bit about what we go through.
1: Well, and I wanted to bring up a couple of other things because, and we need to make it a shorter episode than last time. God, we just talked on and on. I'm telling you, but no, I want to make note that a couple of things. The Citizens Academy. I, I wanted people to go to the Facebook page and follow at the Facebook page because so much great information. One of the, we got post when when there was the tornado in Jesseville, and when it's a great center. I know that the the radio station actually KVRE actually follows. The police Facebook page because we learn so much so quickly in case you can't get there.
2: Yes, it's an excellent uh, social media outlet that we can push out any type of information that we need, especially if we're looking for somebody, if we've got a senior that's been missing, or if we've even got a situation to where um, we've got an issue at the gates. Anything like that, we can communicate pretty quickly um, and push it out. But we always use KVRE as well to make sure that they're in the loop. Um, They're an excellent resource as well.
1: Well, I know, and you said you have been here nine months, and it doesn't seem like nine months. I still, you, you still have the new police officer smell. I mean, I that, yeah. <laughs> my my point be what did what did you expect to see, and what's different? What are the what what did you not expect to see, and what did you expect to see? And and give us the nine nine month preview.
2: So, in the last nine months, I you know this is um was my dream job anyway, you know, getting to be home and um serve my community um I didn't expect the amount of police support i've I've never encountered that before I mean in Texas county, we had great support from citizens and individuals it don't get me wrong it wasn't it wasn't anything like you see nationally but to be here and to see it coming through the door every day people just saying hey thank you so much um, individuals calling because they had a police officer um, the officers that we have here are incredibly patient smart and well qualified um, more than I um, could have ever dreamed of. Not that I didn't expect it. I just didn't um, realize that being here because of the the slower call volume, uh, these guys are more dedicated to being able to serve and protect. And it's pretty phenomenal to see. They go above and beyond every single call. It's not just they come to the door, they say, hi, take your report and go. I mean, these guys are following up. We had an individual who um, had a a medical situation in the roadway and officer gets there and he refused. His life next he just wanted to go home well that officer was worried about him and for like days he kept checking up we don't ask that but that's the kind of heart they have here our officers are amazing servant hearts and that's what it takes to be incredible and they are they are absolutely incredible what i didn't what i didn't expect was um you know the amount um, I really kind of thought you you said it earlier. Uh, this is Mayberry. I, I i don't use that term, but I do understand if you're not on the inside in this office like I am, um, you don't imagine it to be so much. And that being said, I, I don't think that we're crime ridden or anything like that. It's an incredible neighborhood. But the call volume is a lot. It, it's a lot. Um, you've got individuals. And, and this is why, because you have neighbors wanting to keep this place amazing wanting to keep this place amazing. So they do call if they hear a gunshot, you know, it's not allowed in the village because we have two city ordinances or county ordinances, both Slain and Garland, to prevent that from happening. But when it happens, we get not one call, but we get about eight. So
1: <laughs> and it's and literally it's somebody a, a half mile on the outside the gates most, shooting a turkey or something, right? I mean, most, it, most, that happens. Most,
2: most, um, yes, yes. But what happens if it wasn't? What happens if yeah. it wasn't the situation and we didn't get any calls at all? So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that amount, and I'm thankful that we have tremendous resources when it comes to our residents here. They're incredible. They want this place to be great. I've said it before. The criminal element will only establish itself where allowed, and it surprises me how much that that criminal element is not allowed in this village, and that's the biggest part of the battle because we can be here in black and white cars, and we can be here patrolling your neighborhoods, but... We can't be successful alone and the amount of residents and law enforcement support to make sure that this is the best place on earth is prevalent everywhere you go. And it makes this job hundred percent better, but it makes our community the best second to none anywhere else.
1: And you know, it's funny. You should say that because I, and I'm not even going to go down that path. I know we're, we're you and I and either one are, but we hear places where the to even discuss to discuss defunding or to try a different path, uh, you, you would get stones thrown at you here in the village. Understandably, I think so, right? I think
2: so, too. I think so, too. I don't think that would ever be a discussion here.
1: And and part of that is because, and I'm going to be careful with this term, to, to some degree, it is self-policing. And to that end, somebody says, you know, literally, like you said a minute ago, people drive by and go, oh, look. Got laying on the ground. Huh? Okay.
2: That doesn't happen here. No, it (laughs) doesn't happen here. And it's I mean, even even vehicles on the side of the road, you know, most often when somebody calls because it's there, they might be hunting. They can't see the permit or it's just a vehicle that's broke down with a little note saying I ran out of gas. I'm coming back. But we get several calls on those things. So, you know, it's it's amazing to see that this is a community that self-polices that wants it to stay great, that knows that they can be good stewards of our community by calling in 911 when they see something. And it really is. Is helpful it really is
1: I can see where that really would be I mean it, it it's like you're not doing your job by yourself it's 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 we're all working together on that to that end Christy to that end okay now if I see somebody tailgating through that gate I'd chase them down and I'm flashing my lights at them and I okay. give them a good piece of my mind because that'll do good right Tracy right right Christy mm-hmm.
2: Nope. Nope. It's not going to do any good. And the thing is, is what we have found is that most of the tailgaters are village residents. Really? Yes. Most of the tailgaters. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) Most of the tailgaters are village residents. They went out the, the Po gate to go get their Walmart. They're taking their fancy weekend car and they forgot their car because they don't want to put that sticker on the car. So it's with, they live here. So they're going to just tailgate right on in. And then we get a call on it. Now it's against policy. We all say we all signed up to live here under the same rules and regulations that we want this to be the greatest place, right? Stop tailgating. Stop it. Drive around, drive the eight miles. I know you're in your fancy car anyway drive to the front gate, tell them who you are, show them that you live here and move on.
1: You need to drive that fancy car more. I mean, really, right? right? Just not
2: go fast through the gate because I see that too.
1: Oh, wow. I know. I know. Let's talk. And we are in that window. So I want to talk about stickers and I know you're not the sticker department. When will we be enforcing new stickers?
2: So gates are your, your new stickers are out, so you need to make sure that you get them. I'm not really clear on that policy and how that works, but I know mm-hmm. that the gates are already looking for them. So make well, sure you have stickers and th-
1: they're looking for them. I was told by one of the gate workers that it was till uh, February 28th. Yes,
2: yes, A-
1: and yes. I, I think that's very gracious. But I'll make yes. note on March 1st, you're going to get the hold on right there, Padre. We're going to talk to you.
2: Right, right, yes. But you go ahead and put them on there because they're looking at them now. So <laughs> save yourself the time. They're pretty and pink this year.
1: I love it. I noticed that. I noticed that. I thought it was Photoshopped or something. I thought that was a joke. Who made them pink, right? Uh, and by the way, you know, for those of you who don't know yet, we have the weekend show on on KBRE at 10 o'clock every Saturday and Sunday morning, Hot Springs Village Inside Out Radio Edition. And I got news for you. You just made the cut again because you people in the back, y'all are going to hear this. <laughs> Christy, as always, it's a delight. We'll give yes. we'll put a link to the Facebook page. We'll put a link to the Police Academy. And we will see you next time, okay?
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.